Here we go again. <laughs> a new year brings new opportunities. A fresh start to reset rhythms. What if you could enter a new zone of fresh focus and purpose? How would life be different? More fulfilling? Join us for a brand new City First series. Find your flow and maximize the greatness God has placed within you. City First, how's everybody doing? Well, it's good to see you guys here. Let's take a moment, let's welcome everybody to join us online right now at our City First Church family online. We love you. Cape Coral, thank you for joining us down there in Southwest Florida. And also, Dixon and Hardy, God Behind Bars. Come on, give it up for those guys there. We miss you guys like crazy. We can't wait to be back in person again once this whole COVID craziness goes away. And also everyone here at the Spring Creek and also the State Line location that's joining us. Welcome to church. Um, it has been an interesting week in America. Um, I would say it's been a heartbreaking week in America in many ways. And, you know, the events of this week have once again filled the headlines and created polarization in our nation. The Internet is buzzing with opinions and accusations and arguments. And once again, just like in 2020, we as a church and we as Christ followers have a decision on how we are to respond, all right? And I would say this, regardless of your political persuasion or your regardless of your political position or opinions on what's going on, I think I would say it is safe to say that we need an intervention from a supernatural God in our nation, right? We need God to show up. And so, like what I posted on my social media and what we posted on the church's social media is that we must pray. Now, I realize that we've been through a lot of different circumstances and a crisis, and we're still in the crisis, and different things that have happened in the last year, and it has been quite common for myself or even City First to post, we must pray. And there are some people probably outside of faith that are thinking to themselves, well, all you guys do is talk about prayer. Like, what are we supposed to pray about? So I want to take a moment, I want to answer that question, because I think it's a fair question, and that is this, that if we are to pray, we should pray 2 Chronicles 7.14, that talks about, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then God will heal the land. So therefore, what we need to pray is that people would seek God, that they would humble themselves, and that God would begin to heal the land. But also, I would say this, there's a lot of anger right now in our nation. You know what anger leads to is anger leads to bitterness. And you know what bitterness leads to? Bitterness leads to blindness. So when you become bitter, you become blind. You become blind to your own shortcomings. You become blind to the narrative that you've created that you think is truth. And so this is the thing. I would say this as your pastor. On both sides of the political fence, on both sides of the aisle, you could say there's a lot of bitterness, which means there's a lot of blindness. So therefore, this is the thing. We must pray that God would open up our eyes to be able to see his truth and to turn our hearts to him as a nation. And so there's plenty to pray about because this is what I know. Prayer is not just something that we are to do to be Pollyanna or to be good, but rather prayer moves the hand of God and prayer will move the hand of God in our nation, in our lives. So here we are at the beginning of a new year. 
And we have a decision on what we will focus our minds and our hearts upon. Because this is what I know, whatever you focus your mind on, then your life begins to travel that path. And that's what will happen in 2021. And it's probably not a coincidence that City First, along with a lot of other churches in our nation, have decided to take and initiate 21 days of prayer and fasting this month. It's something that we do every single year. We do it actually twice. We do it once in January, and then we do a 21-day prayer initiative in August. And it's a great time to focus our minds and our hearts on Jesus and eliminate some of the unnecessary distractions in our lives. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But, but listen, church, if there's ever a time to pray and not look at that as a cliche answer, but actually as the answer, now is the time. We must pray for us. We must pray for our nation. And I want to talk a little bit more about prayer in a moment here. But, you know, um, I was thinking back this week, I was thinking about uh, an era that uh, took place during the 90s where Jen and I were actually able to experience something that was pretty well, surreal. In fact, looking back now, I'm not sure I understood how awesome it was at the time, but now I do. Um, because of a friend's generosity, every year, right in the mid-90s, every year, uh, Jen and I were given tickets to five Chicago Bulls games every year, home games at the United Center. And, uh, and, you know, so we would go to these games every year, about five games a year. And this was the era of, like, Pippen and Rodman and Kerr and, of course, Michael Jordan. And uh, I will tell you, these tickets were, um, these seats were on the lower ring of the United Center. So I was probably 15, 20 rows off the court. I mean, it was like you were there and you could be up close to the action. And, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of haters with what I'm about ready to say. I know there's going to be people that might even email or whatever in or, or, or DM me on Instagram or whatever, but I just want to tell you, uh, I, I think God would agree with this, that there was nothing like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. I will tell you, his passion, his determination, his drive, his skill, it was at a whole other level, all right? Head and shoulders above anyone in the game at that time, and I would even safe to say anyone in the game today. I will tell you that, that it was amazing. And, and I remember one game specifically that we were there, and we were watching the Bulls play the Knicks, and there's Spike Lee on the front row, you know, trying to get in Jordan's head. And, and, and you know, John Starks and Patrick Ewing uh, of the Knicks, you know, they were playing dirty like they always did. I hated John Starks. I just couldn't stand him, you know. And, and I'll tell you what, it was a battle. It was a battle going on. And I'm, I mean, Jen and I are there, and we're sweating bullets. We're hoping that the Bulls win. Well, the Bulls pulled it off. It was amazing. It was surreal. And, and, and again, looking back now, I'm like, I don't know if I understood. I was a part of, like, history in the making, you know? Like, these are awesome moments, and, and I enjoyed it, but I probably took some of that for granted. But looking back, in that era, there would be many games that Michael Jordan would just be in what I would call the zone. Like, I mean, like, like he would be almost unstoppable. In fact, if you look at his career, there were 31 times, 31 games that he scored more than 50 points, 50 or more points, 31 games. Put that in perspective, LeBron has had 12. So I will tell you that this is like, this was like an epic thing. Like, he would find what I'm calling his flow his flow. Now, flow is a term 
that is used many times by athletes or musicians or competitors or even gamers or business people who, who they say that when they find flow or they're in their flow, they're performing at an almost perfect level. In fact, psychologists would say that a, a state of flow is when you are hyper-focused on whatever you are doing. You are fully immersed in the activity. In other words, you're all in. You exhibit a high level of performance. And lastly, you experience intense enjoyment while doing so. That's called flow. In fact, about a month ago, I was watching a documentary on video games because it was kind of like, right, you know, during kind of like, you know, December, we had a little bit of time. I was watching this documentary on video games. It's bringing me back to all my Atari days and Nintendo days and things like this. And there was this one computer programmer that said that he would stay up all night and he was coding this brand new game. And for weeks on end, he worked like around the clock and he was hyper-focused and he was producing a high at a high level and he was enjoying it and he produced a game called Donkey Kong, you know? And I thought about this. When he said this, he goes, I found flow. I thought, wow, you know, really, I started thinking about this idea of flow. And I started thinking about, you know, I think I've experienced some times of flow, and probably you have too. I mean, these are times when, you know, for me, at least in my profession, maybe I'm prepping a message, and, and it's, like, it's like the ideas just leap out of my brain onto my laptop. It's just like the message comes. It's like so easy. It, it, just, it just flows, you could say. I will tell you, most of the time, it's not like that. Or, or maybe when I've been speaking before and I could just sense there's a special connection between what I'm saying in a mic you know, with, with the audience, whether they be online or definitely in person, I could just sense that there's this, like, it, it's like there's this flow, there's this connection. Or, or maybe like if I'm leading a staff meeting or having a leadership moment and, and it's just like the moment, it just feels so energized. It feels like there's just this flow of content that connects with the people listening and it's like at a different level now as a Christ follower I will tell you I discern moments like that is times that I feel like I'm really in tune with the Holy Spirit that God's the one really doing it it isn't me but, but you know what? It's those moments that you find flow. Maybe you felt that before at work, or maybe you felt that like if, if, if you, you know, are an artist or, or you're a musician or, or whatever, you just found that zone, you could say, like Michael Jordan would find that zone from time to time. I'll tell you, it's, it's impossible to live 24-7 in a state of flow. It really is. It's not like every morning you get up and it's like, you know, you're having your best game that day because life is sometimes just kind of normal and things like that. However, I thought about this idea of flow and I thought, you know what, what would it be like if, if we actually found flow in 2021? What would it be like if, if we had to do certain things to maximize this one and only life that God has given to us, this year that God has given to us that we'll never be able to live again, what would 2021 look like if you found God's flow in your life this year? Now, I realize some of you, the minute I say that, you're like, man, this is a strange week to talk about that, Jer. I mean, there's a lot of challenges going on in life. We have a COVID crisis. We have a political crisis. We have all kinds of things happening in our economy, 
in people's health. I mean, I, I understand that, but, but notice something. The only place where you can really find flow is in challenging circumstances. Like, like Michael Jordan found his flow when he was coming up against very skilled players. A musician finds her flow when she's trying to write a song, but yet the page is blank and there are no notes on it yet. You see, a businessman finds his flow when the competition seems to be dominating the market. What I'm saying is, is that you don't need flow when things are easy. You actually are in a flow state when things are difficult, challenging, confusing, and hard. So this month, I want us to talk about finding our flow in Jesus in 2021. Because 2020 hit us like a Mack truck blindsiding us, right? We didn't see that coming. And yet now we have a choice in 2021. Do we know what's going to happen in 2021? No, I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to change in 2021, but this is what I do know. I'm going to change in 2021 and you are going to change in 2021. Do you hear that? So therefore this month, I want to talk about what Jesus talks about when he talks about finding flow. Now he doesn't use those terms. Instead, he uses these terms in a very famous verse. It's a popular verse, but I really want to focus on it because it's a powerful verse. In John 10, 10, says this, the thief, meaning the devil, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And by the way, he's working overtime right now. Okay? But what does Jesus say? I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. In other words, while the enemy is wreaking havoc, I'm coming and giving life and life to the full. In other words, a life of flow, a life where you find fulfillment and you won't find fulfillment unless you have a full life that Jesus gives you. And so it happens in the midst of hardship. You know, Jesus wants us to experience this kind of life, but there's certain things that you and I must do. There's certain things that we must do. In other words, we must align our choices to God's will. And here is the instruction that Jesus gives. If you want to find flow in life, if you want to find a fulfilled life or a life that's full, it starts here, what he commands, what he says in Matthew chapter 6. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. That word all there means all, right? There is, no, there is no fancy way of reading this. There's no hidden messages. Jesus is saying, you want to find a full life that you must seek the kingdom of God first. In other words, above all else, live righteously. What's the word righteously mean? It means to be in right standing with God. In other words, to find favor with God because your choices Obey God. That's really what it's saying. And so live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Not necessarily everything you want. Everything you need. In other words, if you seek first the kingdom of God this year, God is going to give you everything you need in 2021. Do you hear that? Everything you need. And what does it start with? Well, seeking Jesus first begins with prayer. It begins with prayer. I know it sounds cliche. It sounds a little old fashioned. It sounds maybe like that has been 
overplayed. Like people are like, well, yeah, just pray, you know. No, listen, everything you see at City First Church, the buildings that we're in, if you're in a building right now, the music that we just sang, the land that we parked our cars on, the online experience and the ability to have online that you are experiencing right now, the amazing kids spaces that you drop your kids off in, the ministries that make up this place, every single thing is because of prayer. You hear that? All the life change that sits before me right now whether you're live right here in this room or whether you are live right now watching in your living room. I will tell you every bit of life change is because of prayer. People started attending City First decades ago. Some attended City First for the first time last week. And you've maybe started to experience or you have experienced God's changing of your life. You used to be an alcoholic. Your marriage was blown apart. You went through a painful divorce. You made some really poor choices that damaged your life, that you, you struggle with depression. You were consumed with pride. You were controlled by money. You were insecure. You were sick. You were looking at your achievements to build your identity. You were searching, but then God did something. God did something. He restored you. He healed you. He, he gave you a new life. He forgave you. He put your life on a solid foundation, on a solid rock. He gave you hope. You became generous, and everyone around you was like, wow, there is a God, right? You, you, you began to love. You found purpose, and you found your identity anchored in Jesus. All of those revolutionary things took place because of prayer, because of prayer. You may not have realized it, but someone was praying for you. Maybe they weren't praying for you by name but they were praying for you. They were praying about the church service that you attended. That you know what, that, that someone prayed and invited you to that life group or to attend growth track with them. Or, or maybe, you know, someone prayed over the sermon that day that, that like hit you between the eyes and you're like, wow, it's like God's speaking directly to me. Well, somebody prayed about that. Somebody prayed for your healing. Somebody was praying for your marriage. Somebody was praying for your finances to be restored. Somebody was praying about the songs that were to be sung that day. And as you were singing them, you sensed God's presence. Someone prayed over that song set. Someone prayed and gave money for the seat that you sat in when you came to church. Someone prayed about that service, about your business, about your school. In other words, listen to me, someone prayed. Someone prayed for the boldness to, to witness to you, to, to tell you their testimony about how Jesus changed their life and you became curious about Jesus changing your life. You see, listen, City First, every miracle, every full life, every life that has found flow, everything that God has done has had a prayer attached to it. So therefore, starting today, we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. We do it every single January. And the reason we do it is because prayer is not a throwaway. Prayer happens first. Before there is change, before there's a miracle, before God moves, we pray. And I just invite every single one of you to join me. Some of you are like going, 21 days? That's forever. I haven't prayed two days in a row my entire life. That's okay. You pray to God the way that you would talk to a friend. And we want to help you. If you download the City First Church app, 
or if you go to our website, you can go to Pray First, and there is a whole bunch of material there that tells you exactly what to do. And it's not going to take a ton of time, but it, I, I do want you to carve out some time. You know, you can go online to our website. You can follow us on social media. Um, every day we're going to post something on social media about the 21 days of prayer and fasting. There's even a prayer ebook that you can download off of our website, right onto your laptop, right onto your smartphone, and you can follow along, and every single day, it will help you to pray. So just go to prayer for, pray first, excuse me. And you got to understand this, that God is not just wasting your time. Some of us think, oh, prayer is just a waste of time. Oh, really? You think the God of the universe would just have us pray to waste our time? No, not at all. In fact, Jesus prayed every day. He prayed often. And if we're to be like Jesus, then we should do that too. In fact, you know what? It gave him the ability to encounter the challenges of life and to fulfill his purpose and to experience the presence of God. So therefore, every day we must pray. It doesn't mean you have to spend an hour in prayer. Although maybe some of you want to. It just means that you carve out time for the most important thing, and that is your relationship with your creator. Prayer, I say this all the time, always works in me. <laughs> you know, I know some of you are like going, well, I prayed and I didn't get the results that I wanted. Yeah, but prayer worked in you, and maybe those were the results that God wanted. You see, we sometimes pray and, and we, think, we think, oh, God, I want you to do this, 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 and this. But listen, the act of prayer and connecting with God is what really changes us, which eventually changes our circumstances or at least our view of our circumstances, right? See, God is faithful to answer prayers in his way and in his timing. And many times we think prayer is just a tool to get our way. No, no, no. Prayer is not getting God to do what we want, but rather prayer is getting us to do what God wants. Do you hear that? And so therefore, we must pray. You can give God a round of applause. I know some of you want to put your hands together on that. So I have a question for you. Is God big enough to answer your prayers? Is he big enough to fix your marriage that really, really had a rough 2020? Is God big enough to heal your body? Is God big enough to prosper your business even in this season? Is God big enough to guide you into an unknown future because everything's foggy and crazy right now? Is God big enough to forgive you of your secret sin? The answer to that is yes, by the way. Is, is he big enough to reach your parents or to reach your prodigal son or daughter? Is he big enough to bless your financial obedience? If you say, God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to give and I pray that you bless. Is he big enough to bless? Is he big enough to revolutionize your school? Is he big enough to free you from that addiction that has been plaguing you and tripping you up for years? Is your God big enough? If you think he is, then this is what my challenge and my encouragement to you is. Is over these next 21 days, ask him to do it. Pray, stand on the word of God, and believe that God can do the impossible. Because here's the thing, what's the alternative? Not pray, <laughs> not engage God in the process. I don't know about you, this is the thing, I need a supernatural God to do supernatural things inside of me. Because the natural me 
cannot overcome the circumstances that are, I'm facing in my life. I need God to give me his strength, his ability, his forgiveness, his power. I need it because guess what? Living my life on my own, I did that for many years and it didn't work out too well. In fact, I found myself getting into a lot of dead ends. So we must first pray. If you want to seek first the kingdom of God, if you want to find a, a life of flow, you must seek first the kingdom of God through first praying. And then secondly, you must be focused. Seeking Jesus first means that you must be focused. Now this one, I'm telling you 99.9% .9 of us need to hear this point, okay? The point that's beneath me right now, okay? This is the reason why, all right? Because right now there's a lot of things that could distract us. For this year to be a year that God helps you find a flow in him, which results in a flow in your career, a flow in your family, a flow in your relationships, a flow in your, your compassion, all those things. To do that, you must eliminate the distractions. For You need to choose to give up things that you love for something you love even more. Do you hear that? Give up things that you love you love getting into, you know, social media and seeing what's going on and seeing the arguing, going back and forth, because arguing on social media changes the world. Right? You love it. There's a part of you that loves that, but you give up something you love for something you love even more, like purpose, like being able to have real influence. Listen, in this world, there are a lot of opinions. Instead, we are to be the example. You see that? So here's the thing. It's like, how do we, how do we eliminate distractions? How do we eliminate some of the things that we just kind of mindlessly and in a numb way spend our hours? See, we got to choose to give up some things that we love for things that we love even more, like a life of purpose. Um, Vision Direct did a study earlier this year, and it was actually on June 3rd of 2020, they released the study and landed in like People Magazine, and I think it was like the New York Post, and different magazines or online articles around the nation, and that is this, the average American, they found out, will spend 44 years in front of screens in their lifetime, 44 years. The average adult lifetime that they found was 60.7 years. 44 of those will be spent in front of screens, TVs, laptops, smartphones, whatever. And the poll said this, that when they polled people, they said they found out half of that time was unproductive time. In other words, some of us have to spend time in front of screens because it's our job, all right? But of the 44 years, half of it, at least 22 years they found out, or roughly thereabouts, was wasted time, wasted emotions, wasted energy, entertainment, mindless, not productive. 22 years. 22 years. And you don't have time for prayer? <laughs> 22 years. You don't have time to work on your marriage? 22 years. You don't have time to be able to craft whatever the career, the, the abilities God has given you to make a difference in this world. No, 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 this is the thing. This is the thing. 22 years of wasted time, they found out. See, none of those things create flow. None of those things in those 22 years, it's just, it's just mindless stuff. It's just entertainment or whatever else. This is why we must fast. I know some of you are like going, okay, you know, there's 21 days of prayer and fasting. Prayer, maybe. Fasting, mm, 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 mm. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. 
It's why we end the fast before the Super Bowl, okay? So this is the thing. You can have your Doritos and your nachos and your wings, okay? No, this is the thing. Why do we fast? We fast, this is what it really is. It's getting rid of things that gets your flesh's attention. So, so for a season, now, now, now listen, you don't have to fast food. You could fast other things. But, but really, why do we fast? It's to declutter our soul and to give us clarity in our mind and for us to hear God's truth about our lives because this is what I know. I know that we can't hear God when we're distracted. We can't hear God when we're bitter. We can't hear God when we're fearful. We can't hear God when we're just entertained up to here in our lives. To hear God, we have to declutter. Really what, what fasting is, is decluttering. You know what I mean? And, and you don't have to do food. And if you do food, can I just say this? Please consult with a physician. Please do it wisely. We do have some resources online that talk about different things like different diets or, or different types of fasts, like a Daniel fast, where it's not just you know, eliminating food or whatever. Maybe you want to just say, for, for like 21 days, I'm going to get rid of coffee. No one amen that one. <laughs> whatever it is, fast something. How about fast social media? for 21 days and see what God does in your life, right? Or, or fasting TV or Netflix or, or Hulu or, or fasting the news. That'd be a good one, you know? Or, or fasting video games or fasting alcohol, fasting maybe, for some of you, maybe you're saying, you know, I'm not gonna listen to any type of music for 21 days except worship music. I don't know what it is. But think of what it is that you could do for 21 days. It's telling your flesh it's not in charge. And to find your flow, you're going to have to say no to some distractions and some things that weigh you down or get you off course. I just want to ask this question. What would your life be? The life that you desire. What would that look like on the other side of your right choices? Think about that. Isn't that what you want? So in the next 21 days, let's pray Let's fast something. And I love this story I want to show you real quickly before we close. It's a story about a lady who's been a part of our church that just, you know, she was at this place where she was trying to do things on her own. She was trying to, you know, work out life on her own. It wasn't working. And so she decided to pray. She decided to fast. She decided to say, okay, God, I give up and I give you the reins, the steering wheel of my life. And I'm just going to pray and see what God does. And God did a miracle. God began to do a work in her life, and I want you to watch it now. I began coming to City First Church after being invited by a friend. It was a week after I got divorced, and I spilled my story to them, and they're like, you need to go to church and they invited me to come that Sunday, and I went, and I've been every Sunday since, unless I was out of town. For a year prior to coming to church here, while I was in that process, I felt like I was branded. Um, I had a scarlet letter, and everyone knew my story, and it wasn't the story that I had in my head or that I had dreamed of. And once I started coming to church, I was able to start rewriting that story. I took advantage of that. 
I was able to come in before work and start off my day with a different perspective. And instead of rushing into my day, I had a thoughtful purpose to it. Associated with 21 Days of Prayer was daily devotions. And I tried to practice it faithfully. Some days were harder than others. And it helped me to feel as though I had a direction for the first time in a long time. I'm excited about what God's gonna do in these next 21 days in your life and in mine. I love what the Apostle Paul, who you can almost kind of say uh, in the New Testament, he was one of, next to Jesus, the key figures. And, and you know what, he, he began to help you know, spread this, this good news of, of Jesus to like thousands of people. And he wrote this, he wrote this in 1 Corinthians chapter nine. He said, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins, run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not gonna get caught up napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. Have you gotten a little sloppy in 2020? I know there's areas in my life that I have gotten distracted. Well, this is a brand new year, and I don't know if the circumstances in our world are gonna change this year, but like I said earlier, I'm gonna change this year. And my prayer is that you will too. And so, what we do in these 21 days is we pray and then we fast. And some of you might say, well, okay, I'll find something to fast. Don't just, don't just fast, just to fast. During the time that you'd be doing that activity, take some time and pray. That's when you pray. That's when you find connection with God. And let's just see what God does. Let's see what God does. Let's, let's put him up to it, to the challenge you could say. Let's say, God, I need you to move in my life. I want to rise above all the noise and all the chaos and all the hopelessness that we're seeing right now in our world. And I want to have a year where I find flow. I'm finding myself on purpose. I'm finding myself in tune with the Holy Spirit. I'm finding myself enjoying the life that God has given me and really seeing what Jesus said, living life to the full. That's my prayer for you. Now, some of you, the very first thing that maybe you gotta start with is a relationship with Jesus. What a great time to do it. I mean, we're in January. This is when people are, you know, starting to exercise again and doing all these things, you know, to their physical body. Well, your most important you is your spiritual you, and the most important relationship you could have is one with your creator. So if you say, man, I. I need to have a relationship with Jesus. I'd love for you to start out 2021 by having that relationship with Jesus. You're not joining a church. You're not promising to be perfect. What you're saying is, is this. I want Jesus to come in, into my life, forgive me of all the wrong that I've done, all the sin the Bible talks about, sin that we've all done, and to be the leader and the forgiver of my life. And if that's you, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. So let's just real quickly, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Wherever you're at, any of our locations, or right now even in your living room, I'm gonna have us all say this prayer out loud. And this prayer is basically saying, Jesus, I believe you died for my sin, and I wanna live for you. 
I want you to be the leader of my life. That's what this prayer is saying. So you repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I need a new life. I need a new beginning. So forgive me for all my sin. Be the leader of my life. I accept your unconditional love. Thank you for dying for me. I want to live for you. I want to find my flow in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, we want to congratulate you. Come on, put your hands together. There are people I guarantee you that prayed that prayer for the very first time. And to you, I would say, welcome home. Welcome to the family of God. And let's go on a journey together to see God begin to give you a new life in him. So ladies and gentlemen, please do me a favor. Beginning today, go to our app, go to our website, follow us on social media, unless you're fasting social media, which I'm okay with that. All right. But do this. Let's join together. Let's make this 21 days of prayer, 21 days of fasting, but really 21 days of finding our flow. All right. Come on. Let's give God a huge round of applause one last time. All right.